Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode 24. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Stephen, how are you? I'm good, thank you, George. Yeah, it's just the two of us today, so it's going to be, a, it's going to be an interesting conversation. There's actually quite a just lot Just the two of us, yes. Yeah, so it's the Hellas Footy Podcast Olympiakos edition. Um, no. That's what, people, that's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> don't. Yeah, exactly. We're going to lose hear. people. No, no, no. It's not the Olympiakos edition. Stephen and myself are very... Uh, um, open-minded individuals there. Um, mm. We're hoping um, Apostolo, um, the mad Parthenakos fan and um, man that knows everything about uh, youth football in Greece, pops on. Um, but Chicago time and Sydney, Australia time don't really uh, aren't really friendly. So we're hoping it will pop up in, in in the moment. Unfortunately, as you know, the other guys can't. Um, can't make it today for uh, various reasons. Uh, beginning of the year is always busy period for um, lots of people here in Australia after the Christmas break. So um, I dare say that, but we're looking to get uh, Nicole, Michael, Greg and the rest of the gang on um, in the not too distant future. Steve, busy week, man, of football. Um, lots of things to talk Massive. about. Transfers, Super League, um, a bit of Greek they close today. Oh, yeah. yesterday, I should say. Um, I was following it all the way to the, to the <laughs> not the bitter end, the, uh, I don't know, and the mildly anticlimactic end, I guess, because there were loads of transfers that happened during the day, and it was really exciting. Everyone was going everywhere. Newcastle were buying everyone you could think of. And then last two, two three hours, it was just everything kind of, yeah went quiet um but yeah it's a good transfer window overall, great, great I think. for it's me very because I, yeah. I just sleep right through it and wake up yeah. and then just see what's happened <laughs> yeah exactly. and then you always look at the little last business where they've been given time exemptions or whatever to make it throughout throughout the um the daytime so uh i've never yeah, been course. able to witness a uh, a transfer deadline day uh, maybe one day i'll be in europe when that happens but uh for sure we'll never know we'll never know all right well we'll kick off with the super league here um the results so just let me go to my uh my app here we must there okay so lamia two one winners over orfi um orfi actually kicked off the uh goal scoring in the 34th minute um talianidis opened up the scoring um manusos then got an equalizer in the 82nd minute and the winner in the 87th minute that's a hammer blow for orfi steve um, it really is because they're that's three losses in a row for them, yes. especially as they're trying to push for a top six spot. It's the big blow for them. But Lamia, three games unbeaten now, so that's a really, really um, good result for them. Considering they've had they've had a bit, they're starting to pick up a bit of form, which is nice yeah. to see. Yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it's pretty bad for them considering they they started. You know, they they had a great first half of the season. Now they're kind of faltering a bit. They've also played a game more than every every other team above them, bar Pasiana. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's hard work for them. They're making themselves out there. Uh, moving along, Panathinaikos hosted Asteras, and they went down 1-0. Asteras had a player sent off in the 74th minute, um, but uh, Geronimo Barales' goal in the 84th penalty was the difference in this game. Now, I know the Panathinaikos fans were seething during uh, Antoni was and after pissed. this game. Antoni oh, was shout out to Antoni. I feel your love. I feel your pain. Well, I don't feel your pain, brother, because you're a Panathinaikos fan. But I hear you, man, after watching uh, yeah, the game yeah. there. That was some uh, interesting uh, 
refereeing there. I mean, yeah, I and I, if I'm not mistaken, George, I think that isn't that isn't that um, Asteras beating Bathanagos both home and away this season. Yep. I could be wrong. Yep, I think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, the yeah. team. So they're kind of pick, they've really they've really picked up form in the last few games as well, and and. It, it, it looks a bit. I mean, they're only three points um, ahead of Aris and uh, Offi, but you know that they're looking at the best out of all, the, all of those teams vying for that last place in in the uh, in the playoffs in the top six to maybe maybe take it. It, it. I mean, there's still a few games left, but you know, Asteras are picking up results like, like late one nil wins, like just narrow results, but they're doing it their way and 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 you know that's that's how you that's how you win have to win football matches sometimes it, it's a it's a bad result similar to um to Orphy it, it's a not not the way Orphy's been playing lately but of course that was a bad result for them um because at home you should be beating um you know the opposition underneath you, um, Ben Apathnay, of course, fan, you should be like saying that we, we have to be beating these teams. We have to be winning oh, these sure. games. Um, but if we flick, if we flick the switch there, Asteras, they're on a bit of a tear, um, started off indifferently at the start of the year, but um, have worked their way up. They're a smoky for the top six. Uh, well, they're pushing, sorry, for the top six, but do you think they're a smoky for the top four or do you think that's one ship too far? Maybe I mean, they're only they're only one far. point off of they are. they are it's hard to say i mean how many games do we have left in most games most teams are on 19 point uh, 19 games sorry so there's yeah. what, seven <laughs> games for the vast majority of teams until uh, the regular season ends mm-hmm. they could do it they they're, they're in they're one of the better form teams outside of balkan olympiagos right now Maybe but there's yeah. a, if they keep up this form, they there's a, every chance they could do so. It'd be a massive, massive achievement for them. But then ultimately, it might not even matter because if they finish fourth, they could still finish sixth in the yeah. playoffs if they yeah. if they get to that. Point. No, that's right. Yeah, so um, it's an interesting time for them. Um, yeah, their fans yeah. again. You know, their fans are start excited again on social media. We're seeing um, a bit of a bit of excitement from the Asteras fans. Uh, moving on there, Panetolikos, their bubble burst, 2-0 loss to uh, to Ari, sorry. Uh, Matila penalty in the fifth minute, followed by a Abuka Kamara penalty in the 20th minute, um, which basically ended the uh, result there at 2-0. Um, Aris back in the uh, back in the winner circle there, Steve. Yeah, and it was it was needed. That's their first win in three. Um, and yeah, it's just it was a weird result for Banatoli Costas, considering how they, you know, they dispatched us in the cup, um, and they beat Balk as well, uh, recently. Mm-hmm. So, and all and Ike as well, didn't they beat Ike recently as well? Yeah, yeah, and that, that, they, they beat all the big boys. And and Aris, who's been struggling uh, as of late, you know, they got that they were the ones who got the result even away from home on the road to Banatoli So, you know, fair, fair play to Aris for getting the win. and all of a sudden they, they're back in the conversation for top six again, when we were kind of counting them out after the points deduction and the mixed form and yeah. the strikers not being played or not even scoring. So yeah, it's, so, it's so a big look, blow. For, so looking at their last results, they lost to, sorry, they lost to Bulk. So uh, props to Bulk. They got okay. their two nil, um, but away from home, they did a job on AEC 2-1 and then yeah, they had the massive one. six goal game against Offie 4-2. Yes. yes so they had their, uh, yeah. 
three away games, three away games, uh, two wins and a loss. Um, and that, there's no shame losing to Bulk. Bulk are one of the bigger teams, so um, mm. away from home. But you would have thought that they'd fancy themselves um, at home to Artis. Um, and unfortunately, they went down 2-0 there. So um, still playing impressive football. Um, still playing yeah, nice-flying nice football. It's very early to say, but I, I think the way in which they've been playing as of late, I'd still put them to not go down and probably not, probably just miss out on top six, but certainly have a good finish to the season yeah, for me. No, I think so too. Yeah, no, that way, mate, I can't see them making the top six, but I can certainly see them finishing up um, one of the better um, second, yeah, whatever team, best of the rest. Playouts, teams, yeah, yeah, best of the rest. Playouts, what a best stupid term, eh? Like how do you how do you pump your side up? Okay, we we finish in the in the second half of the table. We're in the playoffs. It's just like what yeah. what do you I offer like the it. teams that can? What do you offer the teams that finish in the second, like the, the second part of the table? Because Dip-o-ta. other than relegation, there's nothing that makes Dip-o-ta. any that doesn't yeah it doesn't make Dip-o-ta. a difference. Like this. there's going to be yeah. a club right. There's going to be an either an Artis and a Steras or an Offi um, that are going to finish in seventh, right? Yeah. No chance of getting relegated. How do you pump up your players? How do you how do you pump them up? Oh, guys, we've got to finish seventh because seventh is going to give us Gloria. Like, whoa, it's it's stupid, man. It's, That's one of the downfalls of this format. This it, format because, is the dumbest format I've ever seen in football, man. It's it, yet it, to make the league more competitive, both at the top and at the bottom in the latter stages. Because by the time, by the time we get to the playoffs, you know this is coming from as uh, subjectively as I can. Olympiagos, for the last few periods when we've had this playoff format, has already more or less sealed the title mathematically. Um, and it might be different this time. We don't know. Yeah. There's still a few games left. Um, but then with the with the relegation, even that, it's normally been sealed. Certainly, with bottom of the table, it's always more or less been sealed by the by the by that point that the league split. The, the so I- it just doesn't. Yeah, the idea, which again is stupid, is it's very MLSy. It's very A League. It's very franchisey, like glitz and glamour. Like, the difference yeah, is there's actual watch. relegation, I guess. Their their idea was if we split the league in two, then we get more derbies because chances are your Olympia, course, your AX, your Bantam, course, your Parks are going to finish up top, right? So we're going to see more derby match football. But again, if you water down a derby, then it just becomes another football match. And it doesn't, but... I don't want to see us play Barthnacos four times, five times, six times a season. Like it's not to me. That's not football. Like that's not you know. You want to you want to see this derby happen twice um, in the regular season. Well, that's you want the to see it in the anticipation, isn't it? Of, then you, of and then you see p- potentially you play them in the cup. But if you keep playing them all the same, then it's not fun. Like it's not. I don't. I don't. It, at the moment, no derby pumps me up anymore in Greek football as much as that what they used to. Now that's for a myriad of reasons. You got your COVIDs and all that kind you of stuff. Do a podcast kind of, on that, you and, do a podcast you, and you could do a podcast on that kind of stuff. But you still watch it anyway, you know. But yeah, of course. You know, if you can get it back to a more purist type setup, then you can look at your calendar and you know, okay, we've got Barthnacos um, at Little Fordal in. November, but the return legs at Karaskaki in um, April. And hopefully, you know, you always hope in Olympia, of course, by then, of, you know, pretty much, you know, have nailed the league or, or up there anyway. So mm. you can always look forward to and you can tell that it's going to be a big, they're going to be big, big games. And in between that, you might meet them in the, um, in the cup and you're like, okay, so there's another opportunity to play them. Mm. 
But if you're doing that, you're watering that down, then you're not giving the opportunity for the clubs that finish outside the top six to do a bit of a um, like a David well, and Goliath do a late job. run for Europe. There's, late, there's nothing for a late them. Run, a late run for Europe. A a late, you know, um, hammer blow to clubs championship, you know, aspirations and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, lesser teams can beat better teams, as we saw in the cup with um, Panatolikos doing a job on um, Olympiacos. And before that, um, uh, was Levadiakos doing a job on... You know, so it can happen. Um, mm. And when you give the opportunity in in the league for it to happen, then I don't know. I'm just well, also uh, all of a sudden the season we're finally seeing some teams outside of the top four and, and, and maybe even top five with Addis included. We're, we're seeing them suddenly playing fairly progressive football for for Greek football, whereas beforehand you'd see them park it and maybe play a bit more a bit more attacking against the team of a similar caliber. You're seeing. The likes of Opi and Panatolikos and Basianina and um, and even Asteras, like all playing really, really nice football. Um, and it's just a shame that you don't get that for the bigger teams, to, for them to kind of be challenged for the vast majority of the season. You kind of have it all packed into this one 26-game regular season and then that's it. Like you, you, you want to see um, every fixture be played out throughout the course of the season rather than just, oh yeah, we'll have Bastanagos and Libyagos play each other like four times in a season. Then you play them again in the cup. So you play them five times in a season. It's just like that, that like no, you said, that waters down, it waters it down. the um, the event of, of, of that match as an example. And you know what? what's also interesting, what we've been seeing lately happen more and more, other smaller clubs are picking up these players that wouldn't return to Greece three, four, five years ago. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, I remember five years ago, Ninis was playing in the Israeli second division, and I was thinking to myself, the Israeli second division cannot be better than the Greek Super League. I no. don't care. Like, uh, and you can't tell me <laughs> otherwise. But now you're seeing them come back because, you know, mm. he didn't want to play for, for the lesser clubs or whatever. I'm just making assumptions there. But now you're seeing them come back and you're seeing guys coming back and playing for the Panetolikoses and playing for the Volos and playing for the – and signing for the Yorfis and all that. Like they got Yanis Buzukis yeah. just on deadline day. Um, so you're well, seeing – look at what, Garelis as well. Garelis, like he was on the brink he, of – his career was on the brink of finishing because of yeah. his injuries. And now he's – and that's, a, that's quite an amazing story that he's come back to Greece and he's not playing for a, a big team you know, in comparison, but it, it, it doesn't well. matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, you know, they're coming back though. And that's the important thing. And then when you get them back and ex- again, you, you're getting guys like this coming back and playing, and then you split the league in half. And then all of a sudden you, you don't get to see Carelis play against mm. the Olympia courses or, or the uh, Bathnay courses and, and the likes. And you don't see Ninis, you know, kicking around against them. They have to play in these little round robin matches. And because they play for the, the better of the rest clubs. I don't know how I don't know how a coach. Well, can it pump kills up the revenue players. because who who are they going to want to see? Destroys the revenue. Who are they going to want to see play like these like small fans of these other clubs? They're going to want to see you know uh, that they the vast majority of the TV revenue they'll get is against playing against one of the, some of the bigger teams mm-hmm. like Olympiakos, Bathanagos, Balk, Ike, and Addis, and and they're all playing each other, which you know gets view. I'm sure it gets viewership, but it's not. It's very like we've said. We've keep pounding like hammering home. It's very diluted, and it's, it's very it's, much. It's just, easy. It's easy yeah. to know that Lamia is going to get a better viewership if they play Bafnaikos, Aik, Aris, um, Olympiakos, Balk than Lamia versus um, 
Apollo, for instance. So on the flip side, you're getting more of these big games, quote unquote, but on the flips, on the other side is you're getting lesser teams playing lesser teams. And then you're not going to get that TV viewers. I don't know. It's just, it's shambles. Greek yeah. Football. It's yeah, we, we've moved on. Mate, we can, let's go and let's go and let's go and join Apple and fix it all ourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think the faceless men won't uh, like, I think we've, we've, we found out with um, Zakuraki is that the faceless men are the ones that run Greek football, unfortunately. And, and until they're yeah. removed, um anyway i digress we've uh we we went on a bit of a sidetrack there um we did speaking of teams that have had a really poor start to the second half of the season aic athens 2-1 loss to volos at home um zuba missed the penalty in the ninth minute which uh hurt them because seven minutes later tom van Witt um scored for them um Aruil, Aruil, um Equalised um, four minutes later. So the game went into uh, halftime one or um, and a Tom Van Witt penalty in the 85th minute um, was the winner for them. He also got sent off just after that. Um, start with Ayek. Stephen, what's happening with them? Hugely inconsistent from what I'm seeing from their last five games. They win, loss, win. Sorry, yeah. loss, win, loss, win, loss. Um, and they 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 just taken second back from bulk like the turn of the year as well. So they're they're now starting to kind of go not free fall, but they're 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 struggling to kind of maintain kind of like maintain that kind of momentum at the moment going into the playoffs. Um, and it's it's a shame because you know that they were they were starting to look really good and play some really decent football, and all and all of a sudden it's kind of just sort of. Yeah, they just the, the inconsistency is what's going to cost them ultimately. Yeah, I mean, great. You know, Yannickis uh, came in, was a breath of fresh air, got his contract renewed, and I think after the contract renewal, actually, they've uh, been a little bit indifferent there. So uh, it's weird how things like that happen sometimes. Mm, interesting. Um, and it and the results went their way, where they could have actually grabbed second spot if they got the win um, in this match as well. Um, they would have been on 39 points um, and been outright second. So this loss hurt them more ways than one. Um, Volos, though, Volos like an like Astetas, um, creeping up. I think it might be one bridge too far to crack the top six. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, and and we I, I've said this about Volos every time ever, ever since they got promoted. They always look good. Like first five, six games of the season. They're like, they're even in the top two. I think at one point they were top and everyone's like, oh man, they're going to, they're a dark horse. Uh, and then their form absolutely plummets and they end up in mid table and, and then they'll just miss out on, on top six and they'll be the best of the rest or second best of the rest. And yeah. I, I can see that happening again this season. Again, similar to Ike, they've, they've got um, a record in their last five games of win, loss, win, loss, win. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, and and they're not they're not a bad team. I just think that the the, the teams around them, like Aris, Offi, and Banatolikos and Nesteras, are all picking up points now and yeah. more consistently. And um, maybe not Offi actually. They've lost three in there. No, three yeah, in their no, last game, but, yeah, like, no. but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> yep, they, sure they, do. Um, I, I think I think it might just be a little bit too far for them. I think that I could just see them finishing seventh. They, yeah. They're the Everton of um, well, the Everton of Greek football. They'll just finish seventh until they get worse, I guess. Yeah, well, that's right. They'll just keep finishing seventh, and they'll just finish second last or third last, and just avoid yeah. relegation. Um, and of course, two-one winners over Tromitos. So Tromitos can't catch a break there at all. Um, 
Jose Cañas, 32nd minute, got the uh, scoring opened up for you. And of course, they doubled their lead uh, by Reynaldo Lainis in the 39th minute. Uh, Patrick Solomon um, pulled one back for Atromitos in the 62nd minute, but that's how it ended. Um, new coach Bounce hasn't come their way, Steve. For, um, it really hasn't. No. It, no, it really, really hasn't. And this was a crucial game for both teams. I mean, he only got his first win... In a, in a while, it's certainly first win in five, because on Google, I can only see the, the last five games they played. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a massive result for them. And they're, and they're doing just enough to kind of keep them out of the conversation for, um, for relegation candidates. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. could, it could all change once the playouts happen. Um, but they're doing, like I said, they're, they're, not, they're not playing amazing football, but they're playing, fun- I think they're fairly functional. They're, they're doing okay. Um, and they're seven points clear of Atromitos. Seven points um, clear, yeah. Yeah, and I, I know Atromitos and uh, Apollon have a game in hand on them, but it, it's mm. still it's still a quite a, a significant gap. I guess the question is, when you talk about a new coach bounce, what the hell were they thinking, Chris Coleman? He was a name, I think. I think he was yeah, a name but... that was available that they could afford, and they went for him. I don't know... If I don't really know if it's a, if they thought it was a stylistic thing that they wanted to bring him in, and maybe because he it, he managed in Greece previously, so maybe that was also that was a factor as well. He's not a bad manager by any means. I mean, look, he he's that's evident from what he did with Wales um, uh, way back when. Um, but way back when Gareth Bale was. Yeah, yeah, Gareth peak, Bale, Aaron Ramsey. Peak Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey. And, and um, big boy Hal robson Carter yeah, as well. And then you talk about, culture. again, they were like Portugal when Ronaldo was on fire. Now Portugal with an ageing Ronaldo, uh, similar to Wales. Well, you know what I mean. So I don't, yeah. put too, I don't, I mean, I just think he was there massaging. He was a good man manager in that, in that, in the Wales setup and just kind of let the players, uh, the key players do their job. I just think it's a shocking appointment for a club that is struggling that, that went and blew the budget that they've always, they've always been, you know, keep the budget tight and, this year after the owner saying he wanted to step away when hell for leather and would have spent a lot of money assembling this team for them to be in the position that they're in now. And instead of looking at a Greek coach, to be quite honest, that knows the league and can probably get them out of the situation, goes and gets Chris Coleman. I just think it's nuts. I I have no idea what they're doing. No idea what they're doing. Do you know what, George? I think we, we said that they look like on paper, they looked too good to go down. Maybe that isn't even a thing because nah. I've seen teams that have been categorized as too good to go down nah. and they've still got relegated. And this Adromitos team, as you said, this might be one of the biggest flops of the, la- like, of the last few years it's in Greek huge. football because of how much money they spent. Huge. But they spent huge and big players came in as well you know and and they looked like they might salvage something a couple like a few months ago when they started to get a win here and there and a result just a draw or whatever and it's just completely nah. it's completely gone garbage. back to what it was before steve yeah, awful steve garbage and they deserve and to they go the, down mate they have the second worst goal difference in the league as well i mean goal difference isn't a factor um yeah I keep forgetting that it isn't a factor in Greek football. Um, no, I was just saying. I think they've con- they've conceded the most goals as well. I think. There's I think- a, yeah, yeah, they might know what Apollon has. Um, so you know, they're they're still 
There's always one worse team in Greek football. Yeah. There's always one team that's just a complete shocker, um, unfortunately. And we're moving on to them. Um, Apollon Spenis, 2-0 loss to Basianina. Um, Marvin Piersman got the goal-scoring start in the 26th minute. And the 79th minute, Rodrigo um, got the second goal. Um, 95th minute, Apollo missed the penalty. Uh, Sotiris Tsiludis. Lulis, sorry, uh, missed the penalty, but it's all academic there. Um, they sacked their coach. He didn't last yeah. long. That was another stupid um, appointment to begin with. Sure. It, yeah. it just was another throw out the wall, see if it sticks sort of thing, and it, it clearly didn't. It kind that, of that, fell off the wall very quickly. That, that, no, well, it, looks, it looks like they just threw shit at the fan, mate. It just splattered everywhere, <laughs> to be quite oh. honest. And uh, Yeah, and uh, I mean... I think even we said at the very beginning of the season there were nailed to go down and it's, it looks like they've kind of going out with a whimper more or less and um, good win for Bas winless in three before this game mm-hmm. they're level with on points with Bathanagos I know yep. Bathanagos have a game in hand but that's still they're yep. still still got a win fairly comfortably in the top mm-hmm. six right now so you know if they keep up this if they keep this up they they are giving themselves a good enough chance to finish even fifth um, in the regular season, which would be a yeah. massive achievement for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Apollon, who are they linked with? Do you know who they're... Sorry, let me start. Do you know who they're linked with as a coach? I do not. Who are they linked with? Who's the man that saves uh, Super League two teams and, and gets... Oh, uh, you know what? Michael, and, Michael put this and, in the and chat sack, earlier. And gets sacked from Super League clubs. Go on, tell me, because I can't remember You're his right, name. Bobby Stennis. Big Bobby Stennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 150-year-old Babis is linked with Apollon um, for, I think, he's coached the team um, up ten times. Um, he's coached a lot of teams a million times. But, um, yeah, look, I think he's an actually a more smarter appointment than your Chris Coleman's and your whatever his name was, um, Mario Gotze. No, or Marco Grote. Grote, Grote. So, um, it's it's interesting how they went to that way and it didn't work and now that they're going down the um you know they're going down to the uh the 70 something year old greek coach that's had more coaches coaching gigs and um hot dinners um do you know how many times he's managed up all on <laughs> i think it's like half a dozen times seven seven yeah. times there separately could be lucky managed- could be lucky eight <laughs> Hey, he make he makes Dakis Lemonis coming back to Olympiakos looking like a novelty. Like, it, it's yeah. ridiculous, crazy. Uh, but, but like, if, the, it, yeah. To not to to, to be serious on a serious note about he knows Greek football. So if you're ever in a relegation yeah, battle and and <laughs> chances are you're stacked on to go down, get someone that at least knows Greek football. Um, sacking the coach just before the transfer window closed. I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway. yeah, because now, now that the, you'd, you'd think the manager had some influence in whatever players that Apollon signed, the previous coach, and now Dennis is going to come in with a team that he hasn't built, and so that's going to make his job even harder to try and keep them up. Or mm. maybe, maybe it's an appointment potentially to, for when they go down. He maybe can take them back up from Super League Two. I well, don't know, I but... think that might be the case there with them there. Um, and moving on, Steve, to the last match of the round, the derby. Mm. Uh, Balk hosting Olympiakos uh, ended one all. 
Bar own goal in the 42nd minute um, was cancelled out a couple minutes later by Tiquinho, um, and it stayed one or there. Uh, boring, dour, ugly. You, every superlative out there you can call the game. It was. It wasn't pretty football um, mm. by both sides, to be honest. Um, no. If we look at it, well, again, let's let, let's just look at the game in general. What did you think about the game, Steve, as a whole? Not just as an Olympiacos fan, but as a whole. As as an Olympiacos fan, I'll take a draw, um, considering we'll, how we we'll move on from that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's it's just another it's another massive derby that is so disappointing to watch. It's not. It probably hasn't been over the years as disappointing as Olympiacos Bathanagos because mm. at least there have been results where it's kind of turned the tie with the league or it's just been a, a big scoreline and, and the game has actually been entertaining. And I think for some reason, this game has become a more fiery uh, fixture than Bathanagos. I don't know why. It probably is because Balcom, more of a title challenger yeah, at the moment. That, that's to really yeah, that's exactly. And they've won the league recently. Um, and obviously both the managers have faced each other before when Lesescu was last at Balk. Um, so... Yeah, but th- this game was just so dour. Like, n- both teams just, I, d- I don't know, they, they in- just, it just was another nothing game. And uh, we were lucky to get goals in it because that kind of made the first half interesting. And, and yeah, it, it was just not really that in- enjoyable to watch. And, and, you know, and that's not even coming at it from a Lilibiagos fan. It's just like, in- if you want to s- advertise this as one of the big fixes of the season, you want it to be um, as as exciting and as enthralling as 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 like as you think it should be, and and that that's how you're going to get more supporters and, and non-Greek fans and other like football supporters checking out this game because they'll be like, oh, this game's happening. We want to check this out because it's an important game for Greece, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, this game was boring, but you know, at least we have two more games between these two in the playoffs. Can't wait, can't wait. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's great. Yeah, can't wait for these. Look, you, 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 I was saying to you earlier today, and, and and I still stand by this. You can look at it. You can look at it in two ways, right? You can look at it with your um, football hat on, saying, "Look, the, the football is that was played by both sides was pretty ugly." This lineup that Olympiacos is um, persisting with just doesn't work the formation as well yeah the formation sorry not the lineup yeah sorry the formation i meant is just isn't working um you can look at it where bulk didn't get a penalty which was an anomaly there but you know you don't want to i'm just being cheeky there um (laughs) bulk had their chances though to to win the match as well they had opportunities that they didn't take either it just Olympia, of course, are playing ugly, but they're still grinding out results. So as a fan, I look at it and I take that positive out. Walk away from this match. Jersey was ugly football. Jesus was ugly crap. But we got a point away from home. Um, and, and, and as you said, yeah. Steve, as you said to me earlier today, and you're spot on, when Olympia, of course, has been high-flying and playing great football, we've gone to, to Tumba and lost. So... We went there and we're not playing well, but we've got a result. So how do you like you've got to find something? You've got to find the positives out of these things. Otherwise, and, you end and up there going were individuals, nuts. there were individuals in the squad who I'm still happy with. You know, Tikinho 
thank goodness we didn't send him on loan to Turkey. Goodness me, that would have been a stupid transfer. Like, he's looking good. He's a backup striker and he scored, you know, I think 13, 14 goals in all competitions. Akibu is back and he looks all right. Um, and Drutsos is getting games and he looks okay. Manolas looks looks fairly sharp. He's not 100%, but he's getting there. Vasilik, by God, who was man of the match. He was excellent. He mm-hmm. he stopped some point-blank saves and he kept us in that game yep. at times when Balk should have finished. Yep. Um, finishing was 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 sorely lacking. But like, He yep. was amazing. And I'm, to get him on a free transfer, I said at the beginning of the season when we signed him, that's a steal. He's an excellent it's, player. He's a great player. He's, he's, he's yeah. a great player. Even, Mad, even Maddie looked a bit better this game. You know, he was doing a lot more and he was getting into getting stuck in a bit more. So there, are, th- there are positives to take from this, but it's just ultimately, sorry, George, the system no. just doesn't work. Like we have the players now to play 4 3 1 or just play 4 3 3. So I, I don't really understand why we're not playing something that, that plays to our strengths more because I know. Martins clearly wants this formation to work for when for when we play Atalanta. But if we play this formation against Atalanta and we play this way that we have done against Bartholomew and against Balk, we're not going to get anything from that game. And I know this we're game is still a few weeks away, but yeah, we're we're going to lose. We're going to lose. We're going to get knocked out in the, because in the we're, playoff we're, round. we're not. So. You know, like teams are going to score. We're, we're, we've been broken. We're getting opened up regardless. It's just teams' inability not to put their um, chances away. Um, but if a team starts putting their chances away, it's almost like it's almost like the ethnic your mother when you know sometimes in those situations it's like, well, you want to fight fire with fire, and we've got some great attacking players, so let's just you know forget about trying to play three centre backs because we've got some great centre backs at the club. Pick your two best centre backs. Pick your two left and right backs. Pick your two your, your two or your your best centre defensive mid centre mid and all that and wingers and all that mm. and just go for it. Win games three two, win and, games and arguably, win games four two, lose games three two. Um, obviously not the park, but you know, like if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna, you know, just fight fire with fire. Don't be scared to lose. But again, I see you know they tr- they've they've come close for the last few years to uh, go the season undefeated. So maybe that's in the back of their head. Maybe and and look, I maybe that's a noose despite, that they just maybe we need to lose so we can just forget about that stupid. Um, you know, like it's it's good to be one of the invincibles, but it doesn't mean much. Like, I yeah, don't... and and look, if if we were to finish undefeated, uh, even after the football we've witnessed this season, I'd still take it because it's not it's very it's still no, a very yeah, difficult. 100%. It's still such a difficult thing to do. You can't. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen all the but, time. But even with this, even with the three four three, George, arguably we don't have the players to play that right now in defence because. You've got Markovic, who's now been sent out on loan, and you've got Avram, who, you know, been doing a, a fairly decent job for his age, but we, we, that's only four centre-backs we have available because Cissé is still with Senegal at the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So why are Semedo's we playing a formation well. where... Yes, exactly. So why, why have we... we, we I, like, I get it. Like, we didn't have the midfield at the time to play 4-2-3-1. Well, now we do. So mm. I don't really understand why. And, you know, I, Martins is a man who I have the utmost of admiration for. Like, I, You won't hear me say a lot of bad things about him for the sake of saying bad things, because I've seen too much of that on social media as it is. But I, I'm not I don't agree with him on this one. I don't I don't think this we should persist anymore with this formation. And I hope that he realizes that and maybe just just play 43 one, because even though we were playing not great football with that, we looked better. We looked yep. like we were creating more yep. with that formation. Yep. There's a reason why we're doing this, and I don't know yet. 
<laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't read anything. I haven't seen anything. Why he wants to persist with this formation? There's obviously a reason. Um, you know, again, we're not privy um, to what happens down at the training ground for obvious reasons. Because you know, we're on. I'm on the other side of the world, and you're on the other side of the uh, the river there, or whatever you want to call it, the continent. Um, but yeah. um, but not even the media are. are are privy to why that that formation is happening or they're not reporting on it for um for other for whatever reason and and, and we're not even talking about the pro olympiacos media even the the um the the anti olympiacos media they they're usually jumping on stuff but there's got to be a reason why we're persisting with it what that's the million dollar question it's progressive we'll football see. when it works <clears throat> But it's not working for us at this stage there. And we're not playing nice football and we're not getting many chances. I mean, we're playing, we're moving the ball around, but it's just breaking down too much. Players are unsure of themselves at times. Um, I just find it interesting. You don't, I don't understand. I've never understood why these fancy formations just come out of nowhere. And like, if you really wanted it, you should have, you know, you can't build your squad in the middle of the season to play a, 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 like a type of formation. But again, I don't know what's going on. So have to trust yeah. uh, trust the process because the yeah. process is still getting results. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we're still in a very good place this season. It's just that this month in February has either been the make or break for us, <laughs> yeah. with, when it, if it, whether it comes to the title or whether it comes to Europe. So um, I hope that he know, Martins knows what he's doing. That's yep. all I'll say. That's it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, table, Olympiacos, 47 points sitting on top. Bauk, 38 points. Aik, 36 points. Uh, Fathnaikos, 30 points. So they've Aik have opened up a six-point gap, even though um, they lost there. Uh, Pasianina, 30 points. Asteras are uh, in the top six on 29 points. Aris, uh, best of the rest on 26. Ofi, 26. Volos, 24. Panetolikos, 21. Lamia, 18. Ionikos, 17. Atromitos, 10. Apollon, dead last on nine points there. Um, Michael is usually the big transfer window guy, um, mm. but he had to go to work, unfortunately, tonight, today. So, um, but Michael's a good bloke, um, as we all know, and he mm. has given me a list of the ins and outs, the big ins and outs of the Greek Super League. So we're going to quickly run through it. We're going to see who are the winners and the losers out of um, – out of, uh, I guess, the uh, dodgy winter transfer window. You're a fan of this window, Steve, just quietly? Um, or just quickly, sorry, not quietly. I think when upon upon the arrival of the window in Jan- January, I always get excited, but then I quickly realise that it's not normally a, a very good window for, for world football because pe- clubs are too... Um, kind of stingy with letting players go depending on what's going on with their season and other teams don't feel like they want to um, disrupt their squad if they're having something yeah. good. So 
that unless you throw money at it like a certain Newcastle United have been doing, you don't get a lot of yeah. you don't get a lot in the January transfer window. However, this season actually has been quite interesting for Greek football and also for world football as well. We've seen some interesting um, moves happen in the last 24, yeah. 48 hours, um, and and still going on now because I believe the the loan and free agent market is still it's open. still open. That's right. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, start from uh, alphabetical order here. So, Aik, uh, Swedish midfielder Alexander Fransson, eight times capped by Sweden, has agreed to terms on deadline day. So um, he's arriving in Greece imminently. Um, Emmanuel Insua and Oleg Danchenko uh, were moved on. Um, Insua had his contract terminated with AIC and signed for Aldovisi. Um, Dangchenko returned to Ukraine um, on loan for Zoria. Um, Apollon, uh, who are in big trouble as we speak, uh, signed the new goalkeeper, Grega Sorkan. Um, defensive additions, former Larissa left-back Nikola Yamakovsky and Polish centre-back Thomas Rong have signed with them. Uh, attacking signings, Belarusian uh, striker Mikhaili Signevich and Yanis Yanotas. Yanotas, sorry, has uh, signed for them. So, uh, oh, yes, Yanotas. Yeah, Yanotas. Yeah. yeah um, Aris, um, Honduran winger Luis Palma signs a five year deal with them. Um, Ivarian midfielder Chic Dugure. From has signed from Spanish club Leganes till 2024. Um, James Jago, who was actually starting and playing and playing well for them, he, he just yeah, deadline day moved on um, for Belgium club Cast Open uh, there. Now, the link is Michael Valkanis, the ex, um, I think your mother, assistant coach and current assistant coach at the, um, at the club <clears throat> would have who's also, sorry, Australian and has, I believe, worked with James in the Australian um, competition would have been a huge influence, I would dare say, for him moving there. So that's a big loss for Artis. He was playing well for them. Like, he wasn't an automatic starter, but he was playing most of the games there, Steve. So um, it's interesting there, but um, I guess money talks. I don't know. For sure. And, and you know, I think, I think when you have a connection – like that it, it, in a in a bigger league like Belgium, you know, where there's going to be bigger, a bit more money. Is it bigger? It's, I think it, it's progressing better. It's in a healthier place than Greek football maybe right now. Yeah. Like maybe coefficient-wise, yes. Okay, maybe teams-wise not. I mean, you know, I'm biased, yeah. but that, yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at it more from a statistical point right now rather than an yeah. opinionated. But it, it, look, Upen is in, is in the Pro League um, and he has a connection there and he might fancy a change. So who knows? Mm. Um, Asteras, no new significant additions, uh, additions or losses to the squad. So that's their second straight winter window with no 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 major signings at the club there. Um, so interesting move by Stenas, I guess, um, doing all their deals in the summer, perhaps. Um, and they're clearly they, happy with the squad they've got and they're smart in good form. Move. They probably don't want to disrupt it. Yeah, yeah. You don't buy players for the sake of buying players if um, you're one of the smaller clubs because that just adds unnecessary pressure onto your wage bill there. So that's actually sure. probably smart business there for them. Um, Atromitos have gone hell for leather there. Um Goalkeeper, Croatian goalkeeper, Marko Maric, Swedish midfielder, Jan Magnus Erlingmark from Gothenburg signed. Um, 
He's the, uh, apparently the son of Swedish football icon Per Magnus Erling Mark. So um, shout out to the Erling Marks. I've never heard of them, but uh, have you, Steve? Nope, neither have no, I. There you no. go. Swedish Swedish football icons uh, like ABBA, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, left back, Jorgos uh, Tovaras from um, uh, signed, sorry, with them. Um a bit of a weird one. Adi Nab, Adil Nabi from Offy signed with them. Um, he had done his knee and was coming back um, at Offy there, but mm, interesting. Maybe so, Offy didn't see him as a as a potential player to stay at the team. Um, poss- possibly, and, yeah. And he's, he's, an, he's an English. He's, he's one of your brethren. He's an Englishman, I believe, Steve. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I who mean, was he playing uh, for in the UK? Um, do you know what? I've not heard of this guy before. I'm just having a look at him now, looking at him on. He's definitely a, a good pretty, old transfer marked. Pretty he's a Birmingham boy. He's a Brummie, so he's, he's not a, anywhere near me. But he's West Brom um, academy graduate. Um, played for Peterborough. Played in India, I believe, as well. Um, and also, f- he went out on. Who did he? I oh, played in the Indian league. league. Sorry. Yeah, he played in the Indian league. So a mixture of a mixture of uh, of teams, but he seems to be a West Brom boy originally. Okay. Oh, there you go. So he's lower league in the UK, and then I remember he had a he had a great little season that off. Then he um then he got injured, and yeah, maybe he's just hitting his straps, and maybe just yeah, new new club, new youth, new start, new, new start. and possibly yep. relegation as well. Yep, there you go. Yep, top it all off. Um, Romanian player also Dorin Rotariu. Rotariu and Dennis Alibek join on loan um, to Atromitos as well. Uh, summer recruit Kenan Price and Matthias Pisano have left permanently, um, so they didn't last um, long at the club there. Um, Academy product and rising goalkeeper Christos Mandas was let go after limited opportunities and he's moved on to Offi. So, um, Good move for him, I think. Yeah, uh, again, like this it's a weird yeah it's interesting <clears throat> off like picking up obviously a good little academy pro um product from the club but why would i just let him go like they no did idea. So, probably didn't you know, want to risk they, using him there must be some clauses like you can you can imagine if or when they get relegated all these um foreigners are going to be moved on so you always want to have your I get, academy. Your, I get what you mean. You almost want to have your Greek core there. Well, because so he's, a, he's an academy division. player. So he, yeah. he knows the club. He's fr- he's a product of the club. So they actually will have some connection to the club and want to play for it as opposed to the foreigner that's there because they got offered a good deal that they couldn't refuse. So um, doing lots of things wrong in my eyes, Atromitos, lately. But um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and of course, attacking all attacking options have been signed. Uh, sorry, additions to the club. So Vasilis Mansis, Ricardo Valente, and Vangelis Platelas. Uh, Platelas, he's LZ. He's for my eye. For my yeah, player. Yeah, he's, he's about five foot tall. I remember he's a nifty little player. Um, yeah, he was always. I went when I got relegated and I played football manager. He was a great player for went in for for getting me all the way back up again. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a good one. I believe, and I could be wrong, I think he was part of the Onikos squad when they got promoted and then he left for... Let me just check. I, I think, think he left. He... Did he leave for Xanthi or, or Larissa? He was Xanthi. Ex- okay. So now he's, he's back at Onikos. So he was uh, at Onikos when yes, they got promoted. Yes, there you go. There you go. Because I, I remember, he had, I think he had a good season for them. Um, 
So there you go. He's back at the club there. Um, no real significant uh, departures at the club there either for them. So they're chugging along and just keeping themselves outside of that relegation zone there. La Mia, Spanish right-back David Simon, Guinean winger Las Bangura, um, and the return of Apostolos Velios um, to the to Greek football, along with Georgian midfielder Nicky Nua on loan from Bauk. Uh Velios, that's a great pickup. Former Everton uh, oh. youth product uh, back in I Greek football. I don't know football. what it is. When I first when I first started following football, I saw Velios was at Everton. I fell in love with him. I love Velios, even though he's never really like pushed to like for one of the top teams in Greece. He always comes and he scores goals and. And yeah, I I I have a I have a soft spot for, for Apostol. This is what I was saying. This is this is what I was saying with regards to um. It's great to see like Greek footballs doing a lot of things wrong, but they, 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 it's great to see that the good things that are happening are this type of caliber player are willing to come back to Greece and play for the Lamias of the, of the league because years ago they were like, well, if I'm not playing for one of the big clubs, I'm not interested, um, and they'd rather kick around in in some other crappy league in Europe so it's good mm. that they're seeing back I remember years ago though I went on social media and I just tapped up a few Everton fans and I was like what's going on what what happened with this guy and the word was that he was highly rated but I think he highly rated I think maybe he kind of rated himself as well um, a bit too much and they sure. wanted to loan him out to I think championship clubs and all that kind of stuff and he was just flatly refusing them and saying no I want to on test myself or whatever for whatever reason um yeah he went it, to blackpool on loan at his time in everton i remember um and i remember when he went back to iraq and he was really good like when he yeah. came back he, he i think he's linked to the libyagos as well at that time like it, we, we was, were linked to them yeah so it was like it, talk not nothing concrete but you know i think he probably sadly probably would have been one of those players to not get an opportunity there but I, you know i i would have been so happy if he joined us because yeah. i really like him well yeah. um yeah i'm glad he's back in the super league yeah nice glad he's back kicking around in greek football absolutely um olympiakos uh manolas was a big one from napoli for two and a half million Massive, so that was yeah. still yeah uh carvalho the on and off on on and off and on and off transfer from nottingham forest has happened that's obligatory um, nottingham forest transfer for the season as well. It, it was crazy because I was reading Forest for Forest fans on on social media, and they were talking about, "Oh, I hope mm. we got ten million for him." I'm thinking, "You guys know who yeah, owns I your club?" Well. I'm like, because they needed the, the money. Like, because we, I think they're they're in FF yeah. financial potential, and it gives them a bit of breathing space. So unless Marty Nakis put one of those where essentially shifted 10 million from one account to the other, which I guess when you own two football clubs, it doesn't really matter because you're not giving it's, it to anyone else to yourself. It's not against the law. So, well, um, nah. you know, um, so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Cavalio is, I think he's their record signing ever. And mm. I think the first season from what I've gathered, he had an excellent first season. And then after that, he sort of fell away. I think it was a mixture of injuries. And then he got sent out on loan a couple of times. And yeah. we were linked with him last season, but he instead went out on loan to back to Portugal, if, if mm. I recall. Um, um, and yeah, it's good to, that we have him because we need a player in that position who can play as the number 10 slash wing. And especially as we, it seems like we're, we're removing a few players in that in a similar position to him. And and I'm, I'm hopeful for him. He's young. He's Portuguese. Hopefully Martins puts an arm around his shoulder and gives him a bit of confidence because that's well, what that, he seems that, to that's, severely lack at the moment. That's the thing, yeah. A um, couple of young talents. Fadiga from Paris Saint-Germain. Dabo from Nantes. And... 
Keita from Real Madrid. Um, these are all real, like they're all unknown qualities in those aspects to see if they what they will do if they'll go straight to the B side if they get an opportunity within the within the main side. But um, Olympiacos love love buying um, youth products and. You'll either see him or you'll never see him. <laughs> well, especially in the French market lately. I mean, that's a still all three of them, I think, have come on free transfers, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Um, so. And from it's from my understanding that both Dabo and um and uh Keita. Uh, or Fadiga. and Keita are gonna yeah, Dibby Keita are gonna be probably in the B side if they haven't got the experience of playing in senior football as much. Whereas Fadiga, I feel like could be a a mixture of the two, seeing as he has played on loan mm. at NOS from PSG's academy, yeah, um, and he was and he was clearly rated by um, current Chelsea manager. Um, oh, his name escapes me for some reason. All of a sudden, um, but yeah, he, uh, when he was at PSG, so he, um, he he got given a bit of an opportunity there, not like a huge opportunity, a few games. So I think he'll be an yeah. in and out of the first team. Yeah. Um, Thomas Tuchel, that's it. I have to forget Thomas Tuchel, honestly. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Lavera, he's off to uh, Mamonia Nicosia and Ruben Semedo's um, finally got the move to um, Porto. It's a loan move with an option to buy. Um, I haven't looked online lately, but uh, Michael has written here that the Markovic loan to Anorthosis has uh, kind of uh, stalled a little bit. So Okay. um, so there's probably still time to rectify that because, as, as, as I said, the loan market is still open. Yeah. Um, look, Lovera, he came back from his loan from from Racing Club in Argentina, clearly because we, we needed a bit we of needed reinforcement him. in there. Mm. He seemed to not impress Martins when in the little time he's played, maybe also a mixture of training in training as well. And the club have said, yep, go to Cyprus. Cyprus isn't a bad place to play, especially for Monia, who have had, not having the best of seasons as I've vaguely followed. Yeah. Um, and then Markovic as well, not getting an opportunity, probably not a bad place for him to go either. Semedo, the, the less we say about Semedo, the better. Thank goodness we finally, finally sent him away. You know, I, I think he was just a cloud over the club and hopefully that changes now. And um, well, it's a loan. We, I think it's a loan deal, so you don't know where with is an it, option. Like, with an with option, an option I think. yeah. And I don't think it's an. Is it an obligatory option or? I, I mean, don't, don't know. I've heard anyway. mixed things saying it's not obligatory. I I've heard things is, saying yeah. it is. I don't think it is. So it all depends on how he goes in Portugal. Because if he plays well, then it's an easy move for them. If he doesn't play well, then the whatever five, six, seven million option there, you know, becomes. Yeah, he's still our player. Let's put it that yeah. way. He's still our player um, until yes. he's not. So, and, um, and a couple, a cu- <coughs> and a couple more things with Olivia Goss, George. As you know, mm-hmm. this is definitely not an Olivia Goss podcast. Um, <laughs> Mamadou Kane has come back from Nefchi Baku, so he's clearly a midfield reinforcement. He's clearly yep. done enough to impress in in uh, Azerbaijan for Martins. Yep. Um, apparently, Ronnie Lopez might be going on loan. Yep. Again, to, tur- to a Turkish side, not quite yep. sure what's going on with that. And there's still talk of Onyakuru maybe going. Yep. Don't know. They will suddenly have Ooh. no wingers if that's the case. So I'd like to keep at least one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see what happens with him too, yeah. Um, Ofi, Brazilian striker, Luis um, Felipe on loan from Sporting Lisbon. Uh, Christos Mandas from Atromitos, as we spoke before. The big one was Buzukis from Parthnaikos. So his move to um, Zulte Warigam, Warigam was uh, broke down. It broke down, net, didn't it? Yeah. For, I think, financial reasons. And then... Um, 
Offy swooped in and got him. So um, great move for Offy. Great move for Donis. Um, not for Donis, sorry. Um, Njokas <laughs> there and his boys. Uh, yes. Donis came into my head there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, great move um, for Donis too, I guess. Um, no, great um, move for the club there. For, it's a chance for Bazukis as well to kind of maybe reignite his career a bit in a, in yeah. a smaller club. Um, and... Yeah, I, I hope I hope he does well because he's a he's a talent that's kind of stalled over the last few years. Um, Australian international Apostolos Yanu has uh, moved to the Australian league and he's playing for the uh, Macarthur Bulls and uh, well Apostolos yeah Australian Greek he's worn both national team jerseys actually um, he has yes yeah so he had his little run with the national team of Australia and um, and um, yeah I think that's come to an end there but he's back in he's. He's in the Australian League now. Um, and Nabi, which has gone to Atromitos. Uh, Pathanaikos, massive coup. Mijat uh, Gacinovic. Gacinovic? I don't know. Serbian yeah, I think you got it right. Yeah. I, so. <laughs> I, I don't want to. It's, it's not Mijat. It's like Mijat or something. Um, yes. Serbian international, well-established Bundesliga player from Hoffenheim. He signed on with them. So that's a massive coup for them. Um, yes, very good, there. very good loan move for them. Uh, Buzukis obviously has moved on, and uh, I saw all the Panthakos fans dancing when uh, Yeni and Gablaton, again. Yeah, um, the ice cream man, apparently. <laughs> the ice cream man. <laughs> it's because his name is, it, what was it? Um, uh, how do you pronounce it? Yeni. Yeni. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The ice cream. Yeah, so Yeni You know what? I liked Yeni. He was at a club that I support, QPR. Um, he wasn't anything special at the club, but he used to come on and pull a shift for us. Um, obviously didn't work out for them at um um Apathnaikos. So he's moved on to France and he signed for um Nancy there. Uh goalkeeper Anes Yanis Anestis, um an an experienced Swedish midfielder Johan Martinson um have signed on. Ovarian Ovarian, sorry, coast winger uh Nadre Dago from Sheriff has also signed on. Um Swedish defender Jakob Un and Larsson has also signed on from I don't know, something gardens, June gardens, Dur gardens. Um, oh, yeah, honestly, there's, there are some, there's some, some mad names tongue twisters, out, yeah. But, and honestly, Banatolikos yeah, looking in the Swedish market for players by the looks of it. I mean, if hopefully they work out for them. Yeah, and Nestis is quite a well-traveled keeper at this point, isn't he? He's yeah, played he everywhere. Is, yeah, there you go. So maybe he's, uh, yeah, interesting there. Uh, departures, um, Joros Mantias has gone to Calithea. Uh, Pauk addition Spanish right back uh, Juan Sastre on loan from Mallorca with an option to buy Portuguese midfielder Felipe Suarez from Moriese um, was signed for 2.5 million plus uh, bonuses his older brother Alex Suarez plays for Volos um, so maybe he told him that uh, Greece is the place to be. So he followed suit there. Um, departures, Carol Swedetsky has gone to Charlotte MC for five millions. That's a steal. Um, they're blowing big money in the MLS lately, aren't they? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. They're massive fees for these players. But you know what? If you can if you can make a profit on a player that you don't necessarily want, then send them to MLS. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, Shinji Kagawa, the Kagawa, the marketing stint is over. I don't know. If he's moved on. I think he's gone on. Yes, to he has. He's gone to Belgium. Himself. 
that was a crazy move. It made no sense. I mean, it got them it got them a whole new fan base, and I think Bulk even opened up a Bulk Japan page for him. Um, but it was never going to work. He's for he's. It's a shame for, because it, I think I think many sort of made the comparison that he'd be the Valbuena for Bulk. You know, he experienced player playing at the top level, played for some big clubs, and it, and has come over, and it just didn't work out. He, I, he, was, finished he was, well, was finished years ago. I think he was finished years ago. That's just the reality there with him. And um, Bulk, unfortunately, have always have picked up these these aging heroes. Um, What's that striker from uh, from Tottenham and Manchester United? He also came back. He, he oh, came to Greece. Berbatov, yeah. So um, you know, I think best stay away from these players. There, the big name aging players sure. just don't work, unfortunately, at the club. That's there. our job. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, it's also about what scouting and stuff. I guess. Yeah, uh, Nick Aninua has signed on loan from Lamia and. Um, Brazilian right back Rodrigo had his uh, contract terminated there. Um, young Gun Yanis Constantelia, sorry, um, has had a loan move to Belgium club Gas Eupen with an option with a fifty percent option participation it's option. Upen again with the Greek with the Greek Revolution going yeah. on there. Yeah, so and there's some clause fifty percent participation clause which was agreed on. Um, he also had his contract renewed to 2026. So he has to play, as far as I understand this, Yannis has to play a minimum of 50% of the club of the games at the club there. So interesting. Yeah. Uh a relatively quiet window there. They had, their additions was an American midfielder, Caleb Stanko, joins from Cincinnati. Um, so good old boy from Cincinnati moving to Yanina. That's interesting there. Uh, 20-year-old German left back, Louis uh, Poznanski, also joins from Werder Bremen Reserves. Uh, departures, Moldovan striker um, Nicola Milencianu uh, moved to Ladis, oh, so, to Ayo Limassol. Sorry. Um, what did Michael write? He he heard that JVS is no longer the ethnic gear coach and decided to leave Greece. Um, uh, Michael, you have to oh, give dear. us more info on that one. That's a little sneaky comment Michael whacked in there. Um, last but not least, Volos. Finnish international right back, Nikolai um, Aho. Volos spent 70,000 euros to snatch him from um, MTK Budapest. So... Um, See uh, what this Finnish uh, international can do there. Um, Cypriot defender Christos uh, Sielis joins from Levski Sofia. Uh, Jorge Coria joins from Nefci Baku. Um, more notable stints with uh, Maritimo and Veles Sarsfield. Departures um, Wojcikowski has moved to Cypriot club Ethnikos Aknas and Fausto Grillo to Chilean club O'Higgins. I always see hmm. Chilean club. I always see that club O'Higgins when I'm just scrolling through his scores, and I'm like, "You don't think it's a Chilean club?" You're like, "Is this this is an Irish?" Well, team is it like some Irish, uh, some Scot- Scottish or Irish bloke that went to Chile and loved the country and had a bit of cash and said, "You know what? I'm opening up. A, I'm going to create a club and I'm going to call likely. it O'Higgins." Um, you know, not not forget about the area of whatever. It's like, like not nah, O'Higgins. And, uh, yeah, it's stuck. So um, who do you reckon did good business in that window, Steve, besides Olympiacos? <laughs> I was going to say, no, I, mean, no. I can't look past Olympiacos. Yeah, I um, know oh, you can't, but you, know, um, if you, no. have to, you have to. 
You know what? I think um, I really like, uh, you know, Bath and Agost had a quiet one overall, but they, they look like they've strengthened in, in an area they need to, especially with Bazookis going away. So he, that, that the player that they've signed from uh, Hoffenheim could work out for them. Um, I just can't see past um, La Mia getting um, <laughs> getting Felios. I just love that transfer so much. Um, and Balk look like they've strengthened as well. They've had that midfield that they got from Portugal looks like a really decent player yeah. as well. Um, so, uh, you know, if it wasn't outside of Olympia, I guess I'd probably say Balk, La Mia have had a good one. Adromitos, you don't know because they've signed a lot of players again, but they've just they're probably just again throwing it at the wall to see what happens. And if I'm honest, it probably won't happen for them. No, it's not going to happen. That's disgraceful. They're, it makes no sense what they've done. It's Offy it's, as well, you know, with with Bazookis coming in. I think that they they look. That's a great pickup for them. Um, yeah, his career's hit the kind of rails here, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, fresh start. What can happen at the club for him there? So it's um, it, it was kind of sad that it never kind of worked out for him at Bathnay, of course. Um, but. I guess that's football. It is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah. Kind of quiet there. Um, the one the one time, the one player, um, Alex Alexander Franson, the, the Swedish international. So um, I guess, look, Aik have a good squad. They just, they've hit a bit of a lull. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do um, moving forward here with. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know a huge amount, but the, but both of the, the departures were fullbacks. So it's just, what are they now going to be really light in that area? I don't know. Are they going to play some younger kids there instead as backups or as maybe even first team players? Who knows? Mm. I mean, that's the one kind of questionable area that I'd say for them, um, even though both players didn't really work out, sadly. Yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's it's always interesting this window because generally, as it always is, players come and go from clubs because they're unwanted. Very rarely does a club, again, like you're saying, like Newcastle because they're throwing stupid money at players, but very rarely does a club go out there and buy an informed player. Um, mm. And to be honest, a lot of the players that signed for Newcastle now, they didn't sign for Newcastle because of uh, their pedigree in the league. The or because the they're gonna, yeah. and... I mean, the, the club's got a nice history, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're a relegation battle. They're struggling. Um, so, you know, they signed for Newcastle because they were offered stupid money to sign for Newcastle. Well, CSA um, was linked to Newcastle as well, but that didn't come to fruition, probably because he's at AFCON. And, good, and good, good, Because good, I, I want CSA at the t- in the yeah. team. He's such a good player. I'm happy nah, to keep him. Yeah, there. absolutely. I agree. If, yeah. if you didn't know, by the way, George, the total expenditure from what I'm looking at on Transfermarkt, which is mostly accurate, apparently for the Greek Super League in January was 4.5, um, just over 4.5 million euros. So there you go. So the expenditure? Yes, the total okay. transfers expense. So, so, so two and a half was for Manolas? That can't be right, surely? I don't know. It says it on here. That can't be right. But... If, I mean, a lot of stuff were free transfers, so that's probably what they're accumulating from there. Well, I think look, because I'm, if I'm looking at this list that Mark was giving me, um, you know, you got a 70k transfer um, here and there, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Paul spent 2.5 on um, Philip Suarez, Suarez, Suarez. So that's five million. So. Eh. 
plus bonus yes, around that and plus they they don't put there are certain transfers that aren't free transfers that they put on this website as um as undisclosed so it's probably yeah. more than that but that's i was going to say that's much less than what the premier league spent but then Look, no i think that's there. great I, I think i i'm not a big fan of the winter <clears throat> transfer window because a lot of mistakes happen i think um and a lot of moves happen for silly reasons i like the i like the thinking with olympia course there where they just bought a lot of these um young up-and-comers for relatively cheap um, I'm glad too, and, and now there's the space yeah. to play them at, in a, at, at a decent enough level in the B team, yeah. so that we can see what they're really about. Um, um, Carvalho and, 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 yeah. moving, Carvalho moving from one club to another, owned by the same that's owner. Be normal that, now, that's, um, yeah. And I guess, I guess the the one thing we haven't spoken about with with uh, deals being signed, if you want to quickly talk about it, George, is Pedro Martins signing a two year extension. Yeah, yeah, good on him. I mean, he's well deserved. Um, I think he, like, it was, when was it, a year or so ago where he was linked with um, Wolves and it never happened? Um, yeah, and he was linked with Newcastle as well, supposedly, and Everton and uh, any any Premier League club, apparently he was vaguely linked with. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, you yeah. know, I think he's good enough to manage one of those teams. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I, I think, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to see out the two years, not because we're going to move him on. I think he's going to be snapped up by a club. Um, and I think that's, that's probably why I think, and I think that two year buffer money from it. From and I think, Matthew and I think going. it makes sense for the club there. Um, because if it, he's not at a point, it's either got to make a big, big step up because moving sideways, you know, if he's going to go to Spain and end up signing for like a mid table Spanish club, well then what's the point? Um, or if he's going to go, so if you're going to if you're going to go, you got to go to an established Premier League club, I think, um, or an established Bundesliga club um, that are pushing that are playing European football. Otherwise, stick where you are um, until someone come and comes and grabs you. I just, I don't, I think he's, I, I don't, I don't want to see him go sideways. If that makes sense. No, now, I agree. I chances agree. are, like, if you're signing for like a any club in the EPL outside the top four, well, you can argue that's a sideways move, but then you're putting yourself in a shop window there where if you have, you know, a decent, if you have a decent season and your team ends up finishing 10th, but they're playing in a prizing football, then your, you know, your career is going to go on the upwards trajectory there anyway. So. Yeah. And and I don't think he'll be as impulsive as, as the likes of Marco Silva, you know, as evidence from there. And, and Silva's doing a great job at Fulham, but Marco Silva, the moment he got, he gets a sniff of anything bigger, he'll, yeah, in recent he history, jumps. he's departed. Whereas Martins, I feel like maybe if a big, big club came from if he was moved to a, a, like a, a top five league, I would, yeah, dare, this I would dare say his new contract has release clauses for certain amounts of uh, for a certain figure. So, um, I think know, so. I you think know, so. Marinakis works those those ways. So, I think the, the contract is probably in it. It'd, it'd be renewed. It'd probably be on more money, but there'd be a clause in it as well um, that allows. But I think it's settled. It does settle. Um, the, it will settle the team and the squad overall. Absolutely. Just because now that now we know he, at the very least, he is staying for two years, two more seasons. Absolutely. Um, and, Absolutely. And if he goes because a big team comes in, that's going to be that's to be expected. But now, now we can fully focus on what's in front of us rather than looking further into the end of the season, like what's going to happen when Martins goes and or if Martins goes and. 
And so, yeah, that, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that we've kind of established that now. No, it's, it's good. I, I think it's a great move by the club and, and, and by uh, Pedro as well. So congratulations to him. And, um, yeah, hopefully for some better days there. Um, Greeks abroad, um, Konstantopoulos um, in the Belgium League. He's playing for Birschot. Um Unfortunately, they're coming dead last by a country mile there. Um, but he scored a goal on the weekend there um, and got himself subbed off just at half time as well for whatever reason there. So I don't follow the uh, the Belgium league and I don't think you do either, Steve. But um... Um, Well, because I have a friend who's who's uh, Belgian of birth, um, I do vaguely follow it because he's a Club Bruges supporter. So I, I follow it a little bit now and again just to see what's going on. And obviously when we played Antwerp, I was keeping an eye on how they were doing and hopefully losing, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I beer shot up. <laughs> they are set for for the for the drop by the looks of it. Yeah, <laughs> and with that. Um, but at least he's getting. At least he played well. You know that's that's important. Your boy Siovas has found the club. Yes, very sadly. But you know what? With with this with this Siovas stuff and he him being a free agent for six months, it's a shame we didn't pick him up because I think he would have definitely added to the team. But also, if we don't have a player going we obviously we had Semedo leaving and I thought that might initiate Siovas coming back but then if you look at the the, the center backs we have kept as our as us as our as part of the team I don't mm-hmm. really think we need him right now it just would have been another player on another way so we don't he's, he's joining Samaris and yeah there, of course the moment I, I saw he, he joined there was a picture of him and Samaris together which I thought was hilarious oh of course um, yeah yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah good, all the best to see of us maybe yeah maybe we'll get him as an Avram <laughs> like 37 years old coming back and being oh, the, I, I honestly think that's back, what, yeah. I honestly think that's what's going to happen he's going to come back to us as um, one of those gatekeeper type players um, thought I'll see this Avram and when Avram moves on it'll be him because he's 34 years old so or he's 30, whatever, whatever he is now. He's 33, he'll be 34 he's 33, so Unfortunately, I think the door is closed for him coming back to us as anything but that player. But I, I do believe that he will come back to us in, in a year or so um, as that gatekeeper. Um, and yeah, right, and so, look, he's always been a great professional. And look, we, we got Manolas age 30, so I, <laughs> I can't complain. I yeah, cannot complain. And, and yeah, so no, that's it's good work there for us. Um I think that's pretty much it. Yakumaki started again, didn't get a goal for he um, scored he scored consecutively and then he this started weekend um, he didn't score, but he played well. Yeah, yeah he, he, and that's important. He's starting and again, yeah. he's looking good. And so, Celtic fans are starting to who who may have not rated him when he first came in have started to turn their opinions of him. Mm. And he's a he's a good player, what can I say? And 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 you know, um I hope I hope he has a good second half of the season because that's what he said in his interview. He wants to. He seems very motivated to to kind of finish strong after a tough start to a life. In yeah, Scotland. absolutely. So, and it's let's hope for his sake that um, that is the case because it, yeah, it was um, yeah, he just had a rotten luck. And everyone thought, oh, geez, because he had Ron Luck when he moved to Ake, when he had his big move there and he had to re-establish his career and he did that. And then he, you know, got it back on track. So let's hope that um, that it's the beginning of something beautiful for him there. Um, Fortuna Citad, um, where Siovas has gone to to partner uh, his good friend um, Samaris there, sitting second last on 13 points. Um, that is an automatic relegation uh spot there uh third last 
are on 14 points, and that's a relegation playoff spot there. So I think that Villemtois, who are sitting fourth last, they're on 18 points. So there's a five-point gap between moving away from the relegation spots there. So um, all to do for Fortuna Sidad, which is a, which is a shame for Silvas because he's always been playing for these clubs that are you know in the bottom half of the table. Um, so it would have been nice for him to see if he could have grabbed the move to a better, um, a more established club. But Yeah, I think maybe if he was a bit younger, he yeah, possibly would have. I think but, he's but, but he's always proven to be the standout of these relegation sides, especially in Spain when he was with yes. Leganos. And I think that... I can't uh, Huesca. Was with Huesca. Yeah, Huesca as well. Yeah. Um, so I think age has just crept up on him. They picked up a good player if they want to try to stay up. You know, he's very, he's got a lot of experience doing that. Yeah, no, I think unfortunately his age, so he's playing a big part on where his uh, career is going to end, especially after the unceremonious dumping from the Ethical Mother, um, which is yes. um, another shame there, but we won't go into that now because we have a billion times there, Steve. Save that for March. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if he's playing good football, um, age shouldn't be an yeah. issue for me. Um, just pick your best players in the best positions. Um, that's how yeah. I see it there. Um, I think that's it, man. Not much football yeah. other than ha- happening other than that. Um, we've got, um, around, we've got well, around the Super League coming up this week. Um, yeah, where... there's, a, a, there's some replays of fixtures that are, were meant to be happening and they got postponed due to COVID. So there's a midweek um Match yeah, day. so um, um play Yanina, Ofi, uh, play Pathnaikos. So it would be interesting to see if uh, Buzukis starts for his new club against his old club yes. there. Um, Olympiakos play Panetolikos, uh, not in a cup match, in a Super League match. So they yep, can... Uh, revenge match for us. Hopefully we win. Yeah, and then um, a week later, they play again in the uh, return leg of the cup match there. Um yes. Aris Ayek, that's a big match there. Um, that's probably the match of the round, I imagine. Well, Ofi Panathinaikos is also a huge match as well. They're, yes. they're probably the two big matches of the round there. Um, Volos Ionikos and Apollon Spednis host Balk there. So um, the Ofi Panathinaikos, Aris Ayek matches are the ones to look out for this week, uh, this midweek round. So, um, yeah, and we'll obviously report on them uh, through Hellas Football. steve I think that's it, my friend. I think that really is it. There was a lot yeah, to get through. A lot. I think we did it. Two of we us as well in, yeah. in an hour 20 or an hour 15, whatever it is. So if yeah, it's were, a bit longer than normal, but hopefully... Yeah, if there was four of us, we probably would have went for two hours. people still enjoy listening, you know, <laughs> when there's just the two of us and it's longer. Hey, it's great. Yeah. Nah, that's it. Um, as usual, guys, if you do listen to us through Apple or iTunes, if you can give us a five-star review, that would be fantastic. Uh, we promise to get the band back together. It's just the beginning of this year, unfortunately, has been very disruptive. Um disruptive for everyone um, involved. Um, unfortunately, Apostolos couldn't make it today, which is a shame, but we'll try to get him back on because, um, yeah, he's, he's a wealth of knowledge within the Greek football world, um, and we'll try to get the other boys back on as well um, and get back to a bit of Greek football normality. Um, I hope you enjoyed myself and Steve um, on the podcast. Thanks, Steve. Uh or it would, it would have just been me talking to the camera there. No, you know, that <laughs> wouldn't have been fun either. <laughs> there you go. But um, no, great to have the podcast. I hope you have a fantastic, uh, what is it today? Tuesday morning for yourself, mate. It is Tuesday morning, yes. Yes. Um, and I'm about to now head off and uh, do the family stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope your team goes well. I hope your team succeeds. I hope your team smashed it in the transfer market. Um, chat with us on our social media pages. 
get involved, ask questions, do what you got to do, do your best, and um, yeah, support Greek football for the beauty that Greek football is. Till then, we'll do it all again next week. See you later. See you, George.